0: Our text uh, this morning comes from the 25th Psalm and verse 14. We'll read verses 12 to 14. Psalm 25, reading verses 12 to 14. What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. His soul shall dwell at ease and his seed shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him and he will show him his covenant. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him and he will show them his covenant. What Words, friends, what very full and pregnant words are these. And they ought to breed within any that hear a holy curiosity. (coughs) Secrets have that tendency, don't they? That which is off-limits. That which is set aside, reserved, kept under lock and key. Now there are certain secrets which it is illegitimate uh, for us to seek to know. We are not to give rein to a carnal curiosity where th- God has hidden certain things. The secret things belong unto the Lord. But the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children. <coughs> but the Lord does not dangle in front of anyone uh, a secret that he does in some sense set before them. And there it is. It is right there on the very surface of our text. And does it not, friends, even invite us to query and to seek Indeed, to be among those privileged ones who are let into this secret, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. Now, in this psalm, the believer earnestly seeks for divine guidance, pardon, and deliverance, and throughout expresses his confidence in the Lord's mercy in all these matters And in the verse that we are to consider, verse 14, David encourages himself and all the godly by affirming his deep confidence in the promise that God will unveil his privileged secret to them. Well, let us consider this text under three points. The first being, there is great promise for those who truly fear God. There is great promise for those who truly fear God. Verse 12, two verses beforehand, uh, raises a question. And boys and girls, you know that it's a part of teaching uh, to ask questions, to, to, as it were, to, to get the mind... To be stirred up. To to prompt us. uh, To to think. And and to to lubricate uh, the cogs. To get the wheels of our thinking moving. We need these questions to, to stir us. To prod us. What man is he that feareth the Lord? And so we have this question that david by the holy spirit uses to to get our attention he is singled out there are all kinds of people in this world but there is one kind of person who is different from the rest. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear Him. We we notice this this language of the fear of God. The fear of God is is the beginning of wisdom, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So we see that, that God the Spirit Uh, Through the mouth of the prophet David, he is singling out a certain kind of individual. He is a very special one. He is a blessed one. We notice certain Psalms uh, call our attention in different ways to the same individual. That man hath perfect blessedness, who walketh not astray in counsel of ungodly men, nor stands in sinners' way. That man, who doesn't go with the flow, but he's different. There's a book. There's a book in his hands. And that book has captivated him. And so the Lord is seeking to get our attention... This is the most important kind of person. A very favored person. There is great promise for those who truly fear God. What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him and no other shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. His soul shall dwell at ease, and his seed shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him none else have such access, such privilege, such blessing. Who are these who fear God? Above all things they regard God. They see Him who is invisible. No matter what the temptation they will not bow down to another, for thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. They love him supremely, albeit with great imperfection. They do, in their very heart of hearts, love the Lord with all Of their soul. Lord thou knowest that I love thee. Is there not a resonance in the heart of those who fear God. That God is my great delight. He is my portion in the land of the living. He is my cup. Those who fear God above all things crave God. As the heart panteth. The deer, as it pants after the water brook, so my soul pants and longs after you, O oh God. When shall I come before the Lord and be in His presence? There's a, there's a, a disquiet. Something's wrong, and I'm out of my element. When I am not with God. What man is he that feareth the Lord? Such a man is one who trusts God implicitly for all good in nature and in grace. Such a one waits upon the Lord and is wholly dependent upon Him. Verse 5 of Psalm 25, Lead me in thy truth and teach me. I'm dependent on you, Lord. I can't do it without you. I'm, I'm blind. I'm lost. I'm For Thou art the God of my salvation. On Thee do I wait all the day. They yet lament their remaining darkness and sin. There is no such thing as a perfect Christian on this side of heaven. Now one day... Christian, you will wake up and what a blessed day it will be when you awake in righteousness and see His face. And you will be among the spirits of just men made perfect. But until then, Psalm 25, 11, For thy name's sake, O Lord, pardon mine iniquity. Now listen closely. For it is great. A second. You're the one who studies the, the book. You're the one who goes to the house of God. You're the one who keeps a conscience, a very strict conscience, before God and your fellow man. You seek not to let the sun go down upon your anger. If you know, When you are about to worship God, that someone has something against you, you leave your gift before the altar, you go your way, and you be reconciled to him. And if that involves confessing sin, then you you confess it. So what is this about your iniquity being great? Well, that's a part of the secret. Is that the more I fear God, the more I grow in holiness, the more I see my sin. It's a kind of paradox. For there is true growth and development in every child of God. But even the striking of the rock, twice when it was not to be struck. Even when... I allowed my carnal, selfish anger to mix with the righteous cause of God. Even that is great. It is rebellion. And I need the Lord's forgiveness. I, not, not that I lose my righteous standing. No. The one who believes his father Abraham is accounted righteous. And yet... His relationship with God is disrupted when he grieves the Holy Spirit, the Spirit that leads him. When we are indifferent and we become cold and calloused and lukewarm and the Lord would spew us out of of his mouth. You see, these are those who fear God. So there's no boasting, is there? not a matter of attainment, is it? The secret of the Lord is with them that fear Him. Whom God deems not only His servants but His choice, intimate friends and companions. And consequently they are few and not many. What man is he that feareth the Lord? The very question suggests there is a fewness. It is not everyone to whom the Lord brings into a close relation with himself. And that is because of the nature of humanity there is none that seeks after God it is our default not to fear Him. there is no fear of God before their eyes and it is only by grace only by free and sovereign grace interrupting the course of the rebel and teaching him grace by his spirit so first As we consider, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show him his covenant. Rather, he will show them his covenant. First, we have seen there is great promise for those who truly fear God. Second, we move to consider more the promise that belongs to these who fear God. The promise is God's friendly unveiling of His secret as it belongs to them. Blessed are your eyes, for they have seen, and your ears, for they have heard. Flesh and blood has not taught you these things, but my Father which is in heaven. I thank Thee, Father, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. He is clearly the Lord's favorite. His soul shall dwell at ease, and his seed shall inherit the earth. The Lord favors and blesses with His blessing. Even a blessing upon a seed, as we see in verse 13. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. And thy house. The Lord loves to favor the children of His children. but it it all stems from the favor of God as he unveils his secret which he entitles to them it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven but to those that are without it is given in parables The secret of the Lord is with them that fear Him. The Lord, as it were, He signs over this secret to them. He promises a a friendly unveiling of His secret, rendering both them and their seed blessed. But let us move third and last and consider... With greater depth the secret of the Lord, which the Lord reveals to those who fear him and grants to them. It is his intimate favor and companionship through his covenant of grace. It is his intimate favor and companionship through the covenant of grace. Consider the words of Genesis 17... And I will establish my covenant between thee and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. There's that language of covenant. So we see here in our text the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him and he will show them his covenant. God graciously engages in a relationship a relationship that is forged in blood as we have it uh, typified and foreshadowed don't we in the ordinance of circumcision and in the sacrifices that Abraham was called to make indeed as he was to uh, carve up that, that animal and lay out the parts and the burning furnace of the Lord passes through. He enters into a covenant to bond himself with his servant into a bond of intimate favor and blessing and companionship to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. And thus, through this gracious covenant, not of works, lest any man should boast. No, rather the only instrument that is involved in making this covenant good on the side of man is faith, empty-handed faith. Abraham believed God. And it was accounted to him for righteousness. And so... Abraham is brought into the closest union and bond with the unseen God. And so Abraham, according to Isaiah, is called his friend. The friend of God. Moses was also brought into this secret place of the Most High. He also... Dwelt under the shadow of the Almighty. Moses entered into the tabernacle, and the cloudy pillar descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle. And listen, boys and girls, the Lord talked with Moses. The Lord talked with Moses. He didn't talk with anyone, just anyone. All the people saw the cloudy pillar stand at the tabernacle door, and all the people rose up and worshiped every man in his tent door. And the Lord spake to Moses, face to face, as a man speaketh unto his friend. There is that intimacy. Intimacy between a holy God and a sinner. But God has done something so that the sinner can have access unto him once again. So that he can go, as it were, into the place which had been protected by the flaming sword. Who shall ascend into the hill of God? Who shall stand? In his holy place. It is not all. It is certainly not automatic for any. It is of grace. And if there is any change and transformation and fitness. For without holiness no man shall see the Lord. That too is all of grace. It is grace from beginning to end. That is the secret the secret of the lord is with them that fear him by his kindness it belongs to them further the secret of the lord is in fact his law his will his good will for man Here, Psalm 25, verse 9. The meek will he guide in judgment. The meek will he teach his way. You know, children, what the word in the Hebrew for law is. It is Torah. Teaching. Instruction. Guidance. This is the way. Walk in it. And the law was ordained to life. Well, we need life. We need blessing. But because of the darkness of our minds, even that which is as clear as day, in its holiness, in its goodness, has become darkness to us. And we have become alienated from it. For the carnal mind is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can it be. But the secret of the Lord is with them that fear Him, and He will show Him His covenant. So in verse 12, What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach. In the way that he shall choose. This is the way. John Calvin says, God will faithfully discharge the office of a teacher and master to all the godly. He'll lead them. Believer, he's leading you. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. In other words, they have the secret who do his commandments. They know they are taught of God, of the excellency of the law in its spirituality and extent. They are taught its goodness, its suitability, its wisdom. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. And this is why David, his soul, longed and ached for the commandments of the Lord. They are taught these things experimentally in their hearts. They know it as a rule of life on account of the love that God has shown for them. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. And we love him because he first loved us. They know it, they know that law more and more through their own experience discerning the sweetness and the blessing of this law, which in Scripture is often called God's covenant. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear Him, and He will show them His covenant. They find it more and more agreeable to them as the Holy Spirit leads them and as they obey the light that they have. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Have you not seen it, child of God? Have you not increasingly seen the sweetness and the goodness and the amiableness the law of God. Whereas before, when you were under the covenant of works, when you were unconverted, and you were alienated from God, and you fought against His law, but now, it's it's not a burden, it's, it's not grievous. How delightful it is. And then When you, by faith, step out and obey, and you begin to use and employ this rule of life, you find a friend and a companion. Oh, how I love the law. It is my study all the day. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear Him, and He will show them His covenant. But the secret of the Lord is further, more than the law, it is the end of the law. The end of the law is God in Christ. God tells of a new covenant that he will make. Behold, the day shall come that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, "...not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers, which my covenant they break, but this, this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law into their inward parts, and write it in their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people." It's the same uh, covenant, and yet it's a different covenant. Covenant more full, more gracious, more glorious. An everlasting covenant, and one that has been fulfilled through the Lord Jesus Christ. Who was truly that one who knew the secret of the Lord. whose meat, whose food was always to do the will of him that sent him. Indeed, Moses cannot even come into the place where Jesus Christ went. Moses and Elijah could come together and confer, but they conferred about one who was superior to them both. The law came by Moses, but grace and truth has come by Jesus Christ. He is the true God-fearer, the perfect God-fearer, who has come into the most intimate place, and that having made the great payment with his own blood, and who now cleanses from sin which the law of Moses could never do. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And he will show them his covenant. Moses describes the righteousness which is of the law. That the man that does them shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart, Who shall ascend to heaven? Or who shall go down into the depths? the word is near you, in your heart and in your mouth. The word of faith which we preach, that if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Friends, this is the secret. It is the gospel. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. He will not hide it from them. not conceal from his servant those things which he will do and those things which he has done. Indeed, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him because of the one who enters into the veil. as we close, are you such as fear the Lord? What man is he that feareth the Lord? The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. If this is the case, the promise belongs to you. It is a promise that has been entitled to you by the doing and dying of the Lord Jesus Christ. But, as Spurgeon said, gospel privileges are not for every pretender. Art thou of the seed royal or no? And so these questions... What man is he that feareth the Lord are questions that should stir us and challenge us. Do these promises belong to us? Is the secret of the Lord, that which belongs to me that I may have it and enjoy it. Well those who are those who are such pretenders, as Spurgeon puts it, They think it easy to fear God. But fearing God is a a straightforward, common thing. If they keep the law, they only keep it outwardly to be seen of men. They do not walk in secret with God. God is not familiar to them. Nor are they to him. Depart from me. I never knew you. Do you walk in secret with God? Does he know you? The question is not so much do you know God, but does God know you? Pretenders have no real relish for God's will. They have their own agenda. They may know God's covenant in their heads, but not in their hearts. They know God's covenant. Notionally, but not experimentally, superficially, but not deeply. Goodwin says, It is as a child and a jeweler looking upon the same pearl. They call it by the same name, but the child does not know it as a pearl in the worth and riches of it as the jeweler does. And therefore, he cannot be said to know it. Do you know the pearl? of great price. Those who do not fear the Lord cannot grasp the mysteries of the kingdom. They are offended at God. They cannot follow Him. Well, if these marks are upon you, then you are yet in the flesh, and you must be born again. You must be born again. Have you, friend, have you something of these things that we have spoken? The craving of God. The trusting of God. Looking to Him for all good. Waiting upon the Lord. Dependent upon Him. Lamenting your remaining darkness and sin. seeking His presence, seeking His favor, seeking His grace. Then the Lord bids you into His secret presence. It is there that He will show you His covenant and take heart, for He gives promises. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear Him, and He will show them His covenant. So, take full advantage of the promises of God. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will show you. May the Lord grant to us the secret of the Lord. May the Lord grant to us his fear. Amen. Let us close in prayer. Please rise. O God, teach us the mysteries of salvation. Help us, O Lord. Keep us from discouragement. Lead us into thy fellowship and presence and bring us at length into thy glorious presence on that final day through the Lord Jesus Christ we pray.